It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a special edition of the Final Furlan Podcast as we do an early look on the Breeders' Cup with top tipster, the man who crushes bookmakers, but also writes an excellent column on American racing for Betfair. Mr. Mark Milligan from Timeform is here alongside me. We're going to get Mark's early thoughts and go through some of my early thoughts as well on the Breeders' Cup 2022. This year, it's live on Racing TV, Sky, and on ITV. Uh, So you have your pick for both nights, and it's very friendly in terms of UK and Irish viewing times as well this year. We'll talk a bit more about that later on. Uh, But the betting markets are open, and I just wanted to get thoughts from Mark very early on because he's going to be stateside next week so we might not have time to have him on the show we are going to be doing our annual Breeders Cup special and I'm delighted to say our international racing correspondent Naomi Tucker and the Don Barry Faulkner will be here alongside me on Thursday next week previewing all things Breeders Cup and the best bets for us so very much looking forward to that that's going to be a lot of fun but let's get the early thoughts of Mark Milligan Early thoughts on the Breeders' Cup in terms of horses to back. I backed a horse just last evening, actually. Um, so pe- people are going to get this exclusively here because this is going to be in our Sporting Life video preview wait, that wait. we're recording tomorrow. Wait, wait. Um, 
So this is an exclusive because I've not come out in public with this at all. See, I'm yeah. looking after you. I'm looking after the listeners, extracting <laughs> as much value as I possibly can. Let's go. What we got? The Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. I thought Wesley Ward's Love Reigns was a massive price at eight to one. And I backed her accordingly yesterday. Yes, she's got to turn it around with Dramatised from Royal Ascot, but this is a home gig now for Love Reigns. She's in her own wheelhouse here. And for me, now we're going to have the Platinum Queen in here as well, aren't we? Yes. Who, she's favourite, isn't she? She's a, she's a very speedy filly, but she's got a break, hasn't she? We've seen how quickly these Wesley Ward horses break. And she's two to one. I think she's two to one, maybe even shorter. And Love Reigns was eight to one. That was an absolute no-brainer for me. I had to back Love Reigns. It's a ridiculously big price. She'd be nowhere near that on the day. No. No way will she be that price on the day. Um, I There was something I was taken aback with the other day when I was going through this. So that's uh, that's Love Reigns, eight to one. Reduce Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint, we'll get the Royal Ascot money back there. Um, but you make a very good point about it being a home a home competition now for the Wesley Ward horse. And we've seen Wesley Ward horses who disappointed at Royal Ascot bounce back at the Breeders' Cup subsequently. Um, is it the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint? Did I, did I almost faint? Or, or did I read correctly that Aidan O'Brien is looking at sending Aesop's Fables over? Uh, yeah, Aesop's fables has been entered. So he could he <laughs> could be a rival for he could be a rival for her. Look, Aesop, look, he's just gonna get run off his feet, isn't completely, he? Completely, completely. He's, he's gonna. It's it's madness. Hispanics entered. Now, yeah, Hispanic is much is much more the type for the race for me. Yeah, because of the way he travels, the way he pings the gates. Um, yeah. Uh, and the way that race is going to shape with him being up with the pace early on, I would be much more interested in him. I don't know what the thinking is with Aesop's Fables. I, I think it might just I be roll the dice and go for it. It's a crazy entry. It, it's, it, I, I, I'd be astounded if he was quick enough to win that race. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Cave Rock will win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I talked about him about a month ago on the show. Uh, he's no price, but I would be disappointed if he didn't win. Um yeah, he um, now Cave Rock is interesting um, simply because I, I think he's kind of head and shoulders the best dirt juvenile in America at the moment. But he likes to run from the front, and there's a there's a Prairie Meadows. So a lot of our re- uh, listeners probably haven't even heard of Prairie Meadows. <laughs> There's a Prairie Meadows speedster um, who's entered in the race who could potentially act as a spoiler for K-Rock. Tyler's Tribe, his name is. Just have a look at at what he's done at his local track at Prairie Meadows. He's never been headed in five starts. He's won them all. He's won them by 16 and three-quarter lengths, eight and a half lengths, 12 and a half lengths, 15 and a half lengths and six and a half lengths. Damn. Making the running every time on a on 
a clear lead. He, he he's like he's like um, manure off a shiny shovel. Early doors <laughs> is this one. <laughs> well, intriguingly, they've given him two entries. They have him in the the FanDuel Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but also the race that just seems much more obvious for him, given the fact that he's been running at this distance, the Juvenile Turf Sprint. So, mm. Yeah, because he, he's a very fast sprinter, but he's certainly, he's not, he, he's not really bred to be a turf horse. He's never run on turf. Uh, but Cave Rock, look, he's got an abundance of class. He's going to take a heck of a lot of beating. Bob Baffert's got a superstar! Um, they'll have to go some to beat Meditate. They'll do yeah, well to beat absolutely. Meditate. She'll win. Uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, it's the old boys fighting that out again. Aiden versus Charlie. Godolphin versus Coolmore. Uh, I think we both said Silverknot would go for this race, so we got that right. Um, I'd take the sevens about Cairo. Thanks very much. I'd be more interested in that. Uh, I presume you are keeping the faith with Golden Pal. Uh, yeah, I backed, I backed Golden Pal anti-post a few weeks ago. Um, I, it's my strongest bet of the meeting, to be honest, Golden Pal. Really, really like him. What I'm talking about, Mark Milligan. That's what I'm talking about. Nine to four, he'll crush them. He will crush them. He'll be look. We know Highfield Princess is very quick. She won't be as quick as Golden Pal in his own backyard. Golden Pal will take two or three lengths out of her from the gates, and I would hope from that point it would be game over. Yeah, he'll win at the start. Good night. Good luck. See you later. Um, I thought the price about. Above the curve was big. I don't think that gr- look, she won on soft ground. Uh, she won on yielding at the Curra, uh, good to soft at, at Parry Longchamp. But that ground on Arc Day was bloody abysmal. Um, and while Nashua was in front of her, I'm not entirely sure that there should be such a big discrepancy in price between Nashua at twos and above the curve at sixes. So I think, as for now, I would side with above the curve. What about you? I was quite keen on Tuesday. Actually, oh. um, I I think conditions out at Keeneland will suit her much better than certainly they did at, at Longchamp last time when it was it was soft ground, and I and, and you go back to that Oaks run where she beat Emily Upjohn, and Emily Upjohn has belatedly confirmed that that was very good form. Yep. And a bit of a retrieval mission uh, mission for, for Tuesday for me. And I quite liked her at the, the prices that were available. Uh, I think she was about eight to one or, or Mark, something like that earlier. She's tens. Yeah, that, 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 that interests me. I, I think, I, I just think conditions will be much, much better for her here than they have been on our last two starts. Okay, I should clarify now. Kaluki will give you sevens. So maybe ask nicely and see if you can get a bigger price, because that is the general price at sevens. There is a firm who are going tens. I don't know how much you can get on, but there's a firm going tens. Um, But she's a general seven to one shot. Now that you mention it, I remember saying in the ARC review, I'd be very interested in her for the Breeders' Cup. 
that back on a firm surface at Keeneland, I'd be all over Tuesday. Why did I go off her then, all of a sudden? Maybe I was just being blinded by that fine run from above the curve. But that ground was... She was given a brutal ride on trials day. Brutal. And the ground was completely against her. And the draw wasn't good either on Arc Day in the Pretal Opera. So, yeah, let's roll with Tuesday, shall we? Ten to one. Sevens. But if you ask really nicely, it's tens. By the way, it's changed this year. Breeders' Cup is going to be on... It used to be just exclusive to Sky. Now you take your pick. ITV, Sky, Racing TV. Book a date with Racing TV for me there. Thanks very much. Um, that's gonna be, I hope Willoughby's on. That'd be cool if he is. We have got one of the goats on the show, by the way. Not only the great Mark Milligan, but we've also got the legend Barry Faulkner. Box exacta Barry is back! Back in the big leagues, baby! Uh, so we always do the Breeders' Cup with Barry and with Naomi. Uh, and Naomi Tucker has banged in some big winners and confident bets over the years as well. So Naomi's back. Uh, Barry shot the lights out last year. And he's back again. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's going to be fun. We're recording that on the, on the Thursday. So yeah, you can take your pick. You'll have it on Sky, ITV, Racing TV. No excuses to be missing the Breeders' Cup this year. Um, what did you make of the mile? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I thought the mile was really, really tricky. I, I, interesting that Bayside Boy is turning up mm-hmm. after beating Modern Games at Ascot. I think the track will really play to King Ross's strengths. Mm-hmm. Domestic spending coming back off his long layoff, I thought was was interesting as well. It, uh, being perfectly honest, I haven't really made up my mind on the mile yet. I think it's really, really competitive. And I may not make up my mind until we see the draw, because the draw could be crucial. Got a short run to that first turn. You end up hung wide, it'd be very, very difficult. Yeah, I meant to ask you that, actually. Just how crucial is the draw, and where do you want to be drawn at Keeneland? Yeah, it, certainly over a mile on the turf. Um, the track is, is sort of just over a mile round. You're starting very close to the first turn. So if you're drawn... 13, 14 or whatever, you, you're going to have to drop in, ride for luck, or you're going to end up way, way wide on that first turn. Tricky, very, very tricky to overcome a, a wide draw in the, the mile in particular. So if he gets a nice draw, I will be, well, I might take a, take a swing anyway. It's entirely possible that I'm just going to take a right old swing at this race. Uh, but I'd be intrigued to know, what you think, whether you think I've completely lost my mind. But you mentioned Kinross and how the track will suit. And that was my thinking for Pogo, who might be my favourite horse in training. I love this fella. Uh, the performance at Newmarket was really good last time out. Buick won't be available because he'll be booked for modern games. Um, so I'm not sure. I'd like to think... Uh, Kieran Schumacher is going, isn't he? I'd like to think that he will be back on board. Mm. Um, he's 25s. 
like if he gets a nice draw because Keeneland is such a tight track, this will be his best opportunity to get the mile. He's definitely a seven furlong horse, but 25s is big, I thought. Yeah, he's similar makeup to, to Kin Ross, isn't he? In that he's in all probability over a trip that will stretch him. But around a tight track such as Keeneland, as long as the ground is decent, and looking at the long-range forecasts, there doesn't seem any reason to suggest the ground won't be on the good side at the moment. He certainly would have the kind of running style that will keep him up there and out of trouble in a race that, that could get a little bit messy. Mm. Mm. Um, right, a couple of, of just other ones then to go, because we better keep the rest of the stuff then for for Sporting Live. Uh, but for us, I'm I'm very intrigued to talk about Nest in the distaff when we cover that race next week. I think that's going to be, uh, I think she's going to be very, very intriguing. Um, I'm trying to get a price. Have they just not put up a price for this yet? Anybody? No, they haven't. Oh, well. All right. No one wants to take a chance. Uh, so I'd be very interested to see what price Nest is for the, the distaff. But the Breeders' Cup turf, we got all your old favorites in here. We got Broom. We got Channel Maker. Highland Chief for Graham Motion. Mishriff on his last start. Nation's Pride, who's been tearing it up stateside. Uh, Rebels Romance. And I will look no further because there's my pick. Rebels Romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. He's 3-1. to one. What the hell? I thought I was going to be coming in here with like, <laughs> I'm going to shock you all with a real value. Ah, oh, damn it. They've, they've just copped on that Charlie Appleby absolutely crushes this race. Um, uh, I better try and show my work I, um, a bit more now. So, like, I say crush it, like, not necessarily. But he's had horses run well on it. Uh, Yabir, Peter Fornatel, and Naomi were all over Yabir last year. And I remember going, yeah, right. <laughs> Br- Broom will be will be dusting him away. And then Yabir comes along and does not by half a length. Oh, God, that was sickening. Uh, but he's got the right profile for this. I mean, we talked about him switching from the dirt to turf. He, he'd been great on the dirt, and then it all went horribly wrong. Uh, earlier this year, he bombed out in Maidan. Uh, Charlie Appleby did brilliantly to rebuild his his mindset and uh, and get his confidence back with wins at Newmarket, Goodwood. He's then gone to Germany uh, and he's won his first attempt at Group 1 company uh, on the turf. Um, I think that was his first ever Group 1 race, actually. And then he's backed that up with another Group 1 win in a race that uh, Alpinista won last year. I think he's just improving all the time, coming right, and this should suit him down to the ground. So I'm I was I'm disappointed with the price. I thought we'd be getting bigger than threes, but maybe we will. Um, but he's who will, I will be going. Will right he now. get bigger than? Will he get bigger than threes if William Buick decides to ride Nation's Pride and not Rebels Roman? Oh, surely, surely we will. Because they're in for me. That's the crux. Because I want to see which of these two Charlie Appleby horses William Buick is siding with? Because I think it's a fascinating conundrum for him. Who would you pick? Nation's Pride. And is he your pick overall for the race? Yeah. Mm. I just think he's quicker, he's nippier, he's more suited to American tracks than Rebels Romance, who's a bit of a big grinder could just find himself a little bit all at sea around the turns. Nation's Pride is proven in America. He's proven at 
at Saratoga and at Belmont, very similar turf tracks to Keeneland. I think he's got a bit more tactical speed than Rebels Romance. I will throw in a disclaimer, though, because I, I felt Yibia last season had a very similar profile to Rebels Romance. I thought he'd just be a little bit too slow. That's what I thought last year. Yeah. A Breeders' Cup turf. But he ended up, not a he, he showed a ridiculous turn of foot from the rear, didn't he? Crazy. Um, you can't underestimate what Charlie Appleby can do when he gets these horses on a roll. For me, I prefer Nation's Pride over Rebels Romance. That will be cemented if William Buick thinks the same as well. I might have to review it if William Buick decides to go for Rebels Romance. It'd be somewhat surprising if he... Well, maybe it wouldn't be. Because that was a Group 3 he won last time out under under Frankie. And he was beaten at um, at Belmont in the Caesars Derby uh, earlier in the year. But, yeah, he's won a... He's yeah, sim- I think he was won a, a Group bit, 1 I think he was a bit of a... Yeah. He was an unlucky loser in that, that Belmont Derby uh, classic causeway. Got away with murder on the front. That was a mess there. of a race. Stone Age was very unlucky that day as well. That was a, that was an absolute mess of a race. Uh, I remember that one quite vividly. But yeah, are are we underestimating Broom at sixteen to one? Considering he was runner up in this race last year. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I don't know if we're underestimating him. He ran well last year. For me, he just hasn't been the same horse this season, has he? And I'd, I'd be surprised yeah. if he could win. Yeah, I would. There's, I'd be surprised. There's two two of the Motley crew from Belly Doyle are running on that card. You've got Order of Australia, who is one of the best sons of Australia, and I think might be his money earner, maybe his highest money earner. If not, he's second. Um, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a motley crew, but when he throws it in, he throws it in. He, when he puts it all together, it comes right. And he ran well in Group One Company in America last time out under Christoph Sumio. Um, and of course, he won this race shockingly in in twenty twenty. But he's the British Cup mile that is. He's one of the motley crew, and and Broom, yeah, I think it's Broom and Order of Australia are both the highest money earners for Australia. So maybe do the each way Australia come back double because uh, this is probably their last starts. But um, I don't think uh, we should dismiss Warlike Goddess in oh. this race either. I think I think it's really interesting that Bill Mott's decided to go for this rather than the Philly and Mare turf with her. She's a really, really top mare and she suffered in a couple of her races through rank bad rides, really. And jockeys who've been riding her have paid the price for that. Um, at, in the Philly and Mare turf last year under Julian Leperoux, she was beaten half a length into third. She should have won that day. She was beaten a neck in a, a grade two at Saratoga, the Flower Bowl in September. Again, to Joel Rosario, who 
took over from Julian Leperu after he got kicked to the curb for that poor ride in the Breeders' Cup, gave her an absolute stinker, and he got kicked to the curb next time, and uh, Jose Lescano took over, and she won the Clement Hirsch really impressively. So if he gives her a bad ride in the uh, in this race, who's next? <laughs> It's like Chelsea running out of managers, just like running out of jockeys to be able to get on. But she's she's really good. She should she should be unbeaten in the last eight or nine starts. She's just suffered through poor errors of judgment, really, in a couple of those races. But she's she's you shouldn't dismiss her because I, it's interesting they've come for this. What seems a I think it is a tougher tie, is it? I mean, look, the the Philly and Mare Turf is going to come up pretty salty, isn't it? With Nashwar and Tuesday, etc. But I think you'd argue that this that this race is is probably a little bit deeper, and it's interesting that they're coming here. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Um, And then the last race is the Breeders' Cup Classic, and you know what? Maybe we shouldn't have been taking the piss out of that fellow from the Racing Post. Why Flightline? (laughs) Did he say why or how? Flightline could be 20 lengths better, or Flightline is 20 yeah, lengths better. Yeah, like something like that. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there was an article in the Racing Post where someone suggested that Flightline is 20 lengths better than Bayid. Well, if he wins the Breeders' Cup Classic, maybe he is 20 lengths better than Bayid. Uh, he will, he'll win this, won't he? He was 20 lengths better than the uh, Dubai World Cup winner, wasn't he, at Del Mar last time? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was extraordinary. That was just sens- sens- In my lifetime... I've never seen anything like that. And I say in my lifetime, because I was born the year Secretariat produced that Belmont Stakes performance, Ooh. which obviously I didn't see because I was just a, a wee baby. <laughs> obviously, I've seen it subsequently. But in, in all my years watching racing live, I've never seen a performance like the one Flightline gave in the Pacific Classic. It was just in a different stratosphere yeah. it was remarkable and uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now but if they haven't just go back and, and watch it it's just absolutely astonishing if that flight line turns up then this race is as good as over but we've got to caveat that by saying I think life is good is undoubtedly the best horse that flight line will have faced in his career yep. today in this race the problem with life is good is whether he can get that 10th film because he didn't seem to see it out at Maidan in the World Cup there and finished behind Country Grammar. The track was quite deep that day, was kept quite wide, probably not the best ride from Irad Ortiz, but ultimately he seemed to fail through lack of stamina. Now, it sounds like Team Fletcher, Team Fletcher even, they're going to go out and serve it up to Flightline right from the off. Yeah, they want to go They're make the running, don't they? Because Flightline yeah. is prominent. He doesn't necessarily make the running, but he is quite very prominent early. They're going to try, by all accounts, to try and take Flightline out of his comfort zone, make him go quicker than he's gone before, to try and keep up with them. I think that's their plan, by the sounds of it. They're just going to go as hard and as fast as they can, for as far as they can, and hope that that's enough to potentially break Flightline I can't see it myself. I like the fact that they're thinking of something different, though, and that yeah. they they want to try and do that because if he that would be the concern I have with him as well. Is he really going to stay ten furlongs? 
that was a horrible ride in, in Dubai. Like, oh God, I was bad. From uh, Rad Ortiz Junior is one of the best in the world. That was bad. Um, it was a it was an odd ride because we know at Maidan that the inside on the dirt track can often play really really well to horses that get the lead and get on the rail. But yeah, he kept him three or four wide. It's crazy all the way, and he never really gave him a chance to see out that 10 fellas. No, straight after, in the aftermath of the, the World Cup, I was all over Life is Good for the Breeders' Cup dirt mile. I was unequivocal. They should drop back to a mile. He shouldn't run over further than a mile again. The the, the dirt mile, he would absolutely crush the dirt mile if he was in yeah. that. But hats off to them. They're gonna, they've rolled the big dice, haven't they? They're going to try and, and have a bash at Flightline, and he is the best horse that Flightline will ever have faced in his career. Yeah, but I have a real, real doubt over that 10th furlong. Didn't he win the Dirt Mile by like six lengths last year? Life yeah, he, he was astonishing in the, the Dirt Mile. He went he went a sprinter's pace in that Dirt Mile and just never looked like being headed. That's what he can do. That's what he's so good at. He's able to pound out sprint-style fractions from the front and keep going. But those races have all been over nine furlongs or less. Mm. It's a bit of a stretch to see whether he can do it here against Flightline. It's going to be, oh, it, it, it's going to be an astonishing race to watch. There are so many different layers of complexity to the race. You've also got the, the possibility that if Flightline and life is good, hook up too far out. Something, something close. Yeah, something could come from a little bit further back and and run them both down if they compromise each other's chances. It's it's, it's definitely that we talk about the Breeders' Cup building up to a crescendo with the classic, but it really, really does this year. Because Olympia is going to be up there with the pace as well, isn't he? He'll be he'll be settled just off whoever's making it. You would think. So that's yeah, going to ensure. That's going to ensure a proper it, gallop. So, is he tends to race in the second flight? Hot Rod Charlie won't be far off the pace. Yeah, either. Um, Epic, Epic Center would Epic, tend to track, doesn't he? He tends to. Yeah, Epicenter would come from a, a little bit further back. Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner, he'll be he'll be right out of the back, looking to to pick up some pieces. Tiber of Bob Baffert's won't be too far off there either. And of course, you've got that. that fascinating subplot of the fact Bob Baffert used to train life is good didn't he <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he was taken off him in the the aftermath of everything that happened in the Kentucky Derby and sent to to Todd Pletcher it's just it's just a fascinating race really really is yeah and Bob Baffert and Todd Pletcher don't get on anyway but that didn't help things um the, the more I look at it and the more you speak about it uh, first of all, more excited I am for the race, but secondly, the where I'm like, maybe we should just take a, a, a punt on something like life is good because flight line is twos on right now, and he's probably going to win. I spoke to a very shrewd pundit during the week who said, and I quote, "He's better than Frankel." <gasps> now I'm not saying that, but a friend of mine who is a very very good pundit is. Um, and let's see what he does in the classic, shall we? And if he is that good, then two's on as a gift. But given 
how connections are trying to figure out how to counteract him and combat what he does with quality horses in their own right. And the fact that life is good would be odds on for the dirt mile to go back to back for that race. Maybe the eights about him is what we should be looking at. Maybe we should be looking at some of the other potential closers in the race as well. Um, it's going to be fascinating. Oh, do you know, Flavian Pratt on Flightline, he's the one with the decision to make for me here. You see, if he allows life is good to go to the front and just do his own thing in front and essentially be unhurried on an uncontested lead, then you've got to run down a really, really top-class horse who's had an uncontested lead. Conversely, if he tries to put pressure on him, make him go a step faster than he wants to go, will he end up compromising his own chance? I think, look, I think Flavian Pratt has got a harder task on flight line than Irad Ortiz is going to have on Life is Good. They've got one plan. Their plan, they'll just go out to the front and play catch me if you can. And yeah. then at that point, Flavian Pratt has got a decision to make on flight line. Yeah, stick or twist. Mm. Um, it's also stunning to think Flightline has only had five starts. He's a four-year-old. He made his debut last year. He's only had four, five career starts, two of them this year. He's three grade ones to his name. He cost a million, and he's won a million in prize money. And we said on Monday's show, that they're, or Tuesday's show, they're selling a 2.5% share in him next month. You can bid just before the classic to have a 2.5% share in Flightline. So um, maybe, maybe you can be uh, joining the great and the good at the Breeders' Cup with a 2.5% share in them. I'd certainly be happy with that. Uh, Life is Good retires after this race. He'll be 100 grand at stud for 2023. Uh, and he'll be standing at Wind Farm Stud in Kentucky. Uh, Flightline probably retires, but that hasn't been confirmed. They just are probably trying to figure out how much he's going to cost. But it would be great to see him come back next year. It's just unlikely. Um, early look, very early look at the Breeders' Cup in the company of Mark Milligan. There will be more with Barry Faulkner and Naomi Tucker on the Final Furlong podcast Thursday, the day before it all kicks off. Friday, it's live on Sky, ITV, and Racing TV. You can take your pick of where you want to watch it for both nights. And it's very friendly for us this year as well. Because on Saturday, for example, uh, the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint will kick things off at 3.50, live on Sky and Racing TV, and I believe on ITV as well. And then it wraps at 9.40. None of this staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning nonsense. We're getting proper evening racing for the Breeders' Cup this year. And I'm looking forward to breaking it all down. Uh, with Barry and Naomi. Uh, thank you again, my friend Mark Milligan. Really enjoyed that. And thank you for listening. Five-star rating on whichever podcast app it is that you're listening to us on would be much appreciated. Hit them with the RT on Twitter. Like and share on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is that you are on the wonderful world of social media. Uh, from Mark and myself, we will chat to you again. Packed week of recording next week. A Bloodstock special, Breeders' Cup special, Jumps specials. All to come next week in the Final Front Podcast. Be safe, be well, have a great weekend. Look after yourself. God bless.